The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck ears of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him, how they entered the house of God when Abithar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. So to look at today's gospel, first we just look at a few things regarding the literal sense, what's happening uh, here, and then also maybe some of the more uh, mystical interpretations that some of the church fathers give to this scene. And so it's interesting because I think it's from Luke's account where there is a description of the type of the Sabbath that it is. And uh, it's, I think it's in Luke. He calls it the second first Sabbath. And it's the only time in scripture that that phrase is used. And so what some of the commentators say is that this moment then is the second Sabbath after the Passover. And so what's happening is the Lord is leaving Jerusalem now and he's heading back towards Galilee and he's journeying with his disciples. And so they're making this kind of slow journey back up to Galilee. And so this is that second Sabbath after the feast of the Passover. And so it is on this feast then, or on this Sabbath, that the Lord is walking with his disciples through the grain fields. And we can see a lot of irony, if you will, with regards to what the Pharisees are doing, especially the Pharisees, the ones who work in the temple. And so while they are accusing and following the Lord, we can see now that not only are they spying on him when he is in the cities or when he is in the towns, but now they're even pestering him when he's simply just out in the fields. He's trying to kind of get away from him, them, but they kind of are always following him, always trying to catch him out. And it's ironic because the Lord does want an attentiveness to himself. He wants people to be attentive to him, to what he is doing, to what he is saying. But they are not attentive for the right reasons. They're not attentive to the Lord in order to discover truth. They're attentive to the Lord in order that they might catch him in something. And so their intention is what makes their activity sinful. If their intention changed to an intention of wanting to learn from the Lord, then what they are doing here could be praised in that they are going to all of these extremes to watch Jesus. But the intention of their heart has been is misguided and is sinful and is filled with malice. And so what they are doing is sinful. And it is also ironic because the Pharisees are the ones who work in the temple. And in the temple, there are many exemptions from the laws of the Sabbath because in the temple, especially on the Sabbath, the work increases. They have to increase the fires because the sacrifices increase on the Sabbath. They have to increase the chopping of wood, the preparation of the altars. And so in the temple, in a certain sense, the Sabbath, not even in a certain sense, the Sabbath is busier. It's busier than the other days. 
And so these Pharisees are ones who live under exemptions from specific laws of the Sabbath, and yet this is what they choose to go and try accuse Jesus of. This is what they give so much of their time into doing. And so the irony is not lost on the Lord. It is sad for him. And so what the, these Pharisees do is they see his disciples plucking grains of corn as they, we, as they walk and eating them. And so when they lose opportunities to accuse Christ of anything, they accuse his disciples of something. And if they're not accusing his disciples, they're accusing the Lord, always looking for these moments of accusation, operating, as we can see, by the spirit of the evil one, who is called in Scripture the accuser of our brothers. And so this is what they do. It's this constant source of accusation against any small thing that they think transgresses the law. What is also ironic is that Moses specifically permits this in the law, that you are allowed to walk through grain fields and pick uh, from those fields and eat them, but you're not allowed to take anything with you out of the field. So what is permitted by law is exactly what the disciples are doing. They are able to walk through these fields and pluck these, these, uh, the grain that is there uh, provided for them by providence, and they are able to eat it, and they are able to do that by the law and are permitted by the law. So what is ironic is that the ones who are using the law in order to accuse do not even know the law. They do not know the scriptures. And so what the Lord then says to them as he kind of gets into this point even more deeply. He doesn't go back to where it mentions that in Deuteronomy. What he does is he goes to the example of someone who they have to hold in high esteem, which is David himself. And so he goes back to the example of David who was fleeing from Saul at that time and who then with his companions, we know the story, he ends up eating the bread of the presence that is in the temple. And so there is a certain exemption that is given for the circumstance. When there is need, exemptions can be made in this way. And so we know what happens is David ends up with his, those who are with him, they end up eating the bread of the presence, but that's also where he receives the sword that he will fight with uh, from that point on. And so the Lord is trying to encourage them to consider their own lives, these Pharisees. Consider their own lives, but also to consider the scriptures. He's trying to encourage them, as he does in multiple occasions, to go back and contemplate the word. Have you never read? Have you never read? These ones who are working in the temple all the time, they are the ones who should also be ever more deeply immersed in the scriptures and in the word of God, because they are the ones who need to apply the law. And we can see here that they are not applying the law rightly because of the malice that exists in their hearts. Now, on a more mystical interpretation, according to the church fathers, there's some interesting things to maybe meditate on today, which is that one of the church fathers says that the ears of grain can also represent souls. Right? And so the disciples who are following the Lord represent the church as the church walks through this world, this rich harvest of souls that are ripe for plucking, if you will. And so those who walk with the Lord, these disciples, are the ones who pluck the souls and consume them. And in a certain image, what this one church father says is that's a beautiful image of how the church brings souls into its own communion and into the body of the church. And so what is represented by the disciples eating these grain, this grain that they pluck with their hands, is how the church will go and draw souls to herself. 
But another very beautiful interpretation as well by one of the other church fathers, it says that this field of grain represents all the mysteries of Christ. And so what the disciples are doing exteriorly is what they are doing interiorly. As they walk with the Lord interiorly, they are taking from all of the mysteries that they witness and they are consuming them in the sense that they are meditating on them, thinking about the things that he does. They are doing what the Pharisees are not. Their intention is right. And so in that activity of plucking the grain, they are taking these mysteries and when they rub it in their hands, they are meditating on these mysteries and when they consume it, they are taking these mysteries into themselves and implementing them in their lives. And that is what we are called to do. We are called to follow Christ with right intention, to consider also ourselves, to be rid of the spirit of accusation, and then also to contemplate the beautiful mysteries of the life of Christ so that we can be transformed by them, but also that we form part of that activity that draws souls into the body of the church. Amen.